0: So let's get into the Word of God. Yeah. Let's go. Cool beans. So it was um 2017, and um, it was an Ikea trip. And uh, how many of you know, especially if you go there with your spouse, you just might as well s- split on up and and, and wait. Yeah, yeah, you understand that, brother. Yeah, it just... Just wait, because we were doing some shopping for the church and getting some items. And um, honestly, think that my wife had a, some ulterior motives. Right. So I found my way on over to the cafe cafeteria area, and I just waited on her. And so we purchased our items, and we got in the car. You know, Ikea, the one of them, we went to the one in College Park. We got in the car, and we were um, getting on I-495. it was a day just like today, cloudy, kind of misty. It was in the evening, so it was a little bit darker. And uh, as we were approaching the highway, I looked out the window, and the Lord just, the presence of God just came into our car. Um, Not in a way where, you know, like the car shook or anything, you know what I mean? Not like like a burning bush presence or anything, but I literally, like the, the peaceful presence of God just settled on my heart and so I heard God tell me something. And a lot of times, let me give you just a pro tip on this. When someone says, like, God told me, it's not that God spoke in an audible voice. They're saying, like, God spoke in my heart, and I heard him clearly. And so there was an impression, an impression. And the Holy Spirit, as we were riding, I was looking at all the cars on the highway, looking at the trees and, and, and just all the, the, the vast amounts of cars and people. He said, um... He said, you're about a year old because it was September, October around that time. He said, you're about a year old. And he said this. He said, I've given Highlight Church the state of Maryland. I've given Highlight Church the state of Maryland. And I want you to cover this state. I've given you this land and I want you to cover this state. He was saying, I, I want there to be Highlight Churches all over the state of Maryland, and then he said, "So, someone say so. so." He said, "So, plant your life here. Like, plant your life here, and I'm going to do things that you've never imagined. Right. Yes. Plant your life. Yes. Don't don't look at other options. Literally, plant your life. Die here, build legacy here, and I'm going to do things that you've never imagined through Highlight Church." And so God hadn't spoke to me that clearly. It was 2017. He hadn't spoke to me that clearly in about three years um, as we were building out the vision and the culture and the, the philosophy and the values of Highlight Church when I was writing all that stuff down in 2014. But it just felt so good to know that we were about a year old. And here comes God again saying, now that you've been here for a year, settle yourself. Yes, yes, don't yes, don't yes. uproot when it gets hard. Don't uproot when people leave didn't even know a pandemic was coming. Don't uproot. I, I'm going to build my church through you. And and it, it led me later on that evening to go to Joshua chapter one. Joshua is this amazing leader who takes the reins of leadership after Moses. Moses delivers God's people out of Egyptian slavery and and Moses leads them across the Red Sea. God opens the Red Sea and, and they go across towards um, Kadesh Barnea, which, which was Uh, the border of the promised land. And they get stuck there for 40 years because of a lack of faith, bad attitude, just just not trusting God. 11 days turns into a 40-year journey. So God kills off a generation because they didn't have faith. And he raises the Joshua generation up. We really have the greatest opportunity today to to build something amazing. He raises up the Joshua generation and, and, and he says, okay, Joshua, you're, you've assumed leadership. You're going to lead the people in. And, and he says this in Joshua 1. I read it later that night. And it's almost like God sealed sealed it in what our call is here to this state. He said this here. Joshua 1 verse 3. I promise you. Someone say, God can't lie. God, God can't lie. lie. He can't lie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I promise you. I, I want to do it through you. But if you're not on board, I'll just find someone else. Oh boy. Right? I promise you. Someone say, I promise you. I promise you. Nah, and I just I don't want to get skipped. Yeah, come on. I, I want I want to see him do what he said. Like I wanna see the unimaginable stuff that God wants to do through our church. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I've given you. you Jesus. Yes, Lord. I, I love it when I'm when we, when we came into, um, so Maryland, someone say Maryland. Maryland. This is a series about who we are as a church and where we are going, who we are as a church and where we are going. Um, when we did visit in 2015, uh, it was Chris and my friend Jason, our older boy Jay. I thought we were going to start the church in Silver Spring. And so we went to a park in Silver Spring to to pray. And as we were driving through the city, I, I, I didn't feel it. I couldn't get that peace. I couldn't get that clarity. I need it, you know, and so we stopped at a park and I said, can, can you guys take him to the playground? I'm going to go and pray. And so I started looking through the scripture about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like maybe I'll find Silver Spring, Maryland and, and Matthew or Mark or come on God. Cause that's what we do. We want to find our lives there. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. God ain't talking about you in here. You know what I mean? You ain't in there. You ain't in there. So just, and so what I found was in general, he would say, um, Share the gospel to the utter ends of the earth. Right, right, right. Go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, yeah. to, the, to the utter. Whoever believes in Jesus shall be safe. A lot of generality. <clears throat> and what I do know is that we were doing the gospel work. Right. And so what the Holy Spirit said as I was praying, he said, you're in the right state. You choose the city. And I'm going to prosper the work. Yeah, so God was saying, whether you're in Frederick whether you start in Gaithersburg, Germantown, wherever you start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change lives. Wherever you set your foot, we're, we're going we're gonna to build something great. We're going to do this thing. And then he skips down to verse five and he says this to Joshua No one, someone say no one. No. So don't even worry about the haters. No one on, will be able to stand against you as long as you live. What a promise. For I will be with you as I was with Moses, and I will not fail you, fail you or abandon you. Be strong. Someone say strong. strong. That word there means stout. It means be immovable. Be immovable. I remember we used to get questions when the, when the pandemic first started and we were in lockdowns. Like, you guys gonna open up? I'm like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus told us to gather. <laughs> You know, even at 25%, I'm like, even if it's three people, Come on. we're going to worship. Yes. We're going to praise. About 40%. Be stout, strong. We're not going to be jaded by circumstance. We're not going to be jaded by the critics. We're not going to be jaded by who's here, who's not. We're going to be strong. We're going to be stout. God has called you to be strong and stout because he's promised you great things. Amen. And you can't step into him being weak. You can't step into those great things, having doubts and allowing the outward circumstances to change your approach. You, you got to be, someone say strong. strong. Someone say courageous. courageous. So be stout, be strong, yes. but, but courageous means to move forward into, into what he's called you to. Yes. For you are the one, this is my life verse, who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their grandma, their granddad, right. their great grandma, that I would I would give them. And so, um, just 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 amazing. How many of you know that God cares about land? Yes,
2: he does.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes he does. Satan does as well. Come
2: on. Good boy.
0: And so we are in the middle of a spiritual battle. And the reason that God cares about land, it's not like the the landscape. It's not that God loves the mountains or the hills. I mean, he loves those things. But God cares about land. He cares about city. He cares about uh, regions and territories because people live in them. Correct. Yeah. And there's nothing more that God loves than people. God loves you more than anything in the world. That's right. God loves your neighbor more than anything in the world. God loves God loves me more than anything in the in the world. He loves people. That's right. That's but we all know that as people, we're dysfunctional. Would you agree? Yes. And, and we often do things that get, off, get us off the path of God's will, off the path of God's plan, Des, you know, decisions and, and mistakes and certain relationships that we cultivate and we nurture, they get us off the path of God's will. Certain, certain thoughts and mind, you know, processes that we adopt, they get us off the path of God's will. But in his love, what God does is he pursues us, right? This can be God's path, we're going this way and what God will do is he'll he'll inconvenience himself we saw that with the cross right that was hard right yes. he'll inconvenience himself wow. to pursue us That's right. but but what I come to find out is that like so when I say like God pursues us we often think like it's this airy mist <laughs> that pursues us and he breathes on us that breath of peace and joy and he loves us it's not all really that spiritual the way God pursues us is here. It is through people. Oh, is so good. He pursues us through the church. Yes, He does. And my wife and I, we were we were talking about this uh, yesterday. Yesterday, how, um, man, where she was before Christ got her heart. And man, if, if, if you ever had the time to sit down with PK and hear her story, as, as many of you, I mean, a lot of you have powerful stories. But, but you talk about a deep darkness. And not to put, once again, you sit down and talk to right, her, not to put it out there, but a deep darkness to, to where she is today. We were talking about how um, when I was 19, God saved me. Yeah. And when she, when she was 26, Jesus saved her. And how comparing those seven years of my life to those seven years of her life the the drastic difference yes. right the thought like personally for me I was a good guy you're good people right they're good people right? I'm a good person yeah I was a good person but my my, my thinking was dark wow. and I was lost and I was raised in the church but I was playing church I, I went because I was kind of borrowing off my grandma's faith and my mom's faith wow, I, yeah, I you know back. but I, I didn't you know what I mean I, I ain't love Jesus I'm in church, I'm like. It's a good word, Pastor. <laughs> Praise Jesus. And I thought I was playing God. But I, I was playing myself. I, I was I was I was going I was going down. I was gonna carry the the family, the family weighs on, right? What did God say? As I promised your ancestors, wow. but they missed it.
1: Come on. come
0: on, on. I, I got that promise still intact for you,
1: yes.
0: but, but he, he pursues us and um, he pursues us through people. And so one thing that we identified was um, when I was, when I was going down my route, um, God sent a young man into my life and he invited me to a Bible study. God sent me into your life, and I invited you to read the book of John with me. And it was God through people, God through, here it is, the church yes, come on bringing me to, to him. Here it is, write this down. The most powerful tool, write this down, the most powerful tool that God uses to reach people is the local church. Yeah, that's right. It's the local church. The local church is God's plan A is his plan A. There is no other plan. There's no other organization. There's no other entity in the world that God uses to, to, to change the world and to reach people. It's the local church. The reason everyone in here knows Jesus is because God has used someone To speak to you, to pray for you, to invite you to a Bible study, to invite you to church, to invite you to a worship night, to invite you to a ladies night, to invite you to a men's event. And it was in that moment, in in that season where you came to Christ. It's his most powerful tool. So I want want to give you three things that God uses the local church for. Why are we singing about build your church? Well, I'm going to let you know. Number one, this is God's biblical strategy. The local church. Number one, God uses the local church to advance the gospel message That's right. in the world. To advance the gospel message. And the word gospel means good news. Yes. And it's good news to know that, that though I am dysfunctional, though I am toe up from the flow up, Come on now. Come though on. I am broken, there is a man who once lived who was not. And, and, and that was our Lord, Jesus Christ. He was sinless. He was a servant. He was a healer. He was the greatest teacher to ever live. He was faithful to the call. The Bible says that even to the point of death, he took on my sin. He took on your sin. He took, he took it to the cross, and his blood was shed so that all of our sins would be forgiven, so that you and I would have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. That is the good news. That's the best news. That's better than Fox News. That's better than CNN. That's better than Instagram. That's better than Facebook. That's better than than all that crap. And it's the news that we need every day. And it's the news that as the local church, we share in our spheres of influence. It's the local church that he uses to advance that message in the world. Number two, the local church is God's plan A for number two, to redeem the heart of mankind. To redeem the heart of mankind, mm, yeah. Jesus said in the Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said that all sin starts in the heart. Mm. It, it all starts here. We, 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 you know, we can put on a suit. So, someone asked. Uh, I guess uh, someone came new last week. A superhero said, uh, uh, "When I took the stage, they're like, he doesn't have on a suit." <laughs> you late. Y'all just missed my gold chain season. I was wearing a gold chain a few months ago. But, but a suit don't make you holy. Suit don't make you holy. They got a board. A board don't make you holy. I was raised in a church with a board. Deacons used to go out back and smoke. And talk about how, how, how nice the women look. If you change the heart, you change the life. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right,
0: right. And and the church is God's plan A to redeem the heart. Jesus said it starts. He said it ain't about what, what goes in your body. He said Jesus said that comes out. <laughs> yeah. right. I love Jesus. Right. Like just uh, Jesus. Jesus, so real. He said that come on out. You know what I mean? He said, but 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 if you cleanse this, he said this is where lust comes from. This is where you cleanse the heart. You clean you clean the life. And then number three. Uh, The local church is God's plan A to number three, transform society. Amen. Transform society. One life at a time. One life at a time. So it's not that we need a third party. It's not that we need a new president, a new Congress. We need people to know Christ. We need those kinds of people to raise up into positions of influence Correct. Correct. so that society would be transformed. And he does it one life, one life at a time, Amen. one life at a time. So our, our call as a church, if you're going to be here for any, any length, you need to know this, that our call as a church is to the state of Maryland. That's right. And this is the idea. If we would have a local impact, starting with the little, the city that God has given us, Gaithersburg local impact, and if we would span out to, to, to the county, if we would change one life at a time, God is going to trust us with more territory right, exactly. and, and more. Yeah, come on, we yeah. can clap this up in more cities. And it's going to take some time, right. but it's going to happen if we plant ourselves here. And it's not just about building the four walls of this church, but as you, this is what I've come to find out over 15 years this month, the following Christ, 15 years, is that as you build his house, he builds your life. As you build, as you build his house, yes. he builds your life. Yes. And so, church, we got to keep sharing Jesus. And I'll give you three reasons why we have to share Jesus in the city. Number one, it's because he provides forgiveness of sin. Oh, yeah. Amen. Christ provides forgiveness for sin, and, and people need to know that there is a God who loves. There is a God who is who's forgiven them. There is a second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Yeah. They need to know that, that there is a heaven and that the only way to heaven is through the son. He provides forgiveness. Number two, he provides the gift of, of eternal life. That's right. That's Someone say right. eternal, life. Eternal, life. eternal life. The gift of eternal life it says this here in John 3, 16, 17 it says, for this is how God loved the world. It says that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Right. God sent his son into the world. Verse 17 is even better than 16. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Eternal life. Eternal life. You've ever been at the beach? And um, I personally, I do it every time I get in the water. And, 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 and I just, I try to challenge myself to look as far as I can. And you, you know that there's that edge of the horizon you can't see beyond that, but you know that there's more. Right. That that's heaven. You can't see heaven or sense heaven with, with your physical eyes, but you know that there's something more to this life, more is in its eternity, and He He's the only way to eternal life. That's right. That's right. And that's good news because God has made it clear and He's made it evident that that. Jesus Christ is the way. It's not Buddha. We know where his grave is. It's not Muhammad. We know what that brother is. It ain't I love Abraham. It's not Abraham. It's not Moses. There's only one way to God, and we don't know it. it's Jesus Christ. The gift of eternal life. And the reason you can't find his body or you can't find his grave is cuz the Bible says that when he rose, he now sits at the right hand of the Father. That come on, that's where he is. And that's your home. Yes. And people need to know it. Yes. We, did, we did a teaching, uh, uh, I think, January uh, during our 21 days of fasting and prayer. And we taught on how the Christian does not have to fear death. Right. And, and what do you think the number one tool right now is to cause fear in your life? Mm. It's death. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Because he gives the gift of eternal life. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, so your last breath here introduces your first breath in heaven. When you close your eye here, you're going to open up. You're going to be in heaven. All because of what Jesus Christ. Come on. And then the third thing the Lord provides is true life. Amen. Hallelujah. True life. J- John 10.10. 10. How many of y'all know it's October 10th? So I got a verse for you. John 10, 10. The thief's purpose, we know, is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. True life. This word here, zoe, life means full life. It, it, It means simply that in Christ, you don't have to just wait on heaven one day. But you can start to live your best life, your best life today. And, and that's what we've seen. We've, we've seen one life at a time overcome a depression, overcome addiction. We've seen marriages heal, marriages restore. We, we've seen people come into our church and say, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Now they're full fledged going towards their purpose. They're full fledged going towards their calling and they're finding true life all because of Jesus Christ. And one thing that I've come to find out that is the common thread of all of these people who come to Christ, because, right, it's not just about going to heaven, but, but it's about a full life here, a true life here, a common thread of, of addiction to leader, depression to leader, oh, uh, no. depression to lead people to Jesus. One common thread is that all of these individuals have been planted yes. in the house of God. Yes. They've been planted. Because after the Lord got up from the grave, he sent the Holy Spirit yes, thank you and the that. church was born. And so we got to stop church hopping. Yeah. We got to find somewhere where our roots can grow deep yes, and we can yes, get into the soil yes. so that our lives can flourish. And what I want to do is I want to I want to show you a few stories, a few amazing stories. If you can give your attention to the screen on those who have been planted and God has just began to prosper their lives. Come on, let's 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 put on these stories. And I'll be right back with you with some words of encouragement. Thank you all.
3: I grew up in a family that practiced Buddhism and they stopped practicing um, Buddhism as I grew up so I wasn't really taught you know what Buddhism was about so I was you know going through school and didn't have anything to really believe in um, religiously. Um, I've always heard about God here and there and Jesus here and there in high school. And I was always just wondering, what what are they talking about? So I was very open with, you know, learning about the religion, and I was out there seeking a church to call home. Um, I was looking out there, I was on a hunt, and I didn't find any, um, sadly. And then it kind of just went over my shoulders, and I kind of just went about my life, and until I, you know, till this day, I believe God sent a guy. His name is Chow. Um, you guys might know him as Pastor Chow, and I still believe that God sent him into my life to introduce me to Highlight. As soon as I stepped into Highlight, the atmosphere was just immaculate, and the care that I felt, the love I felt stepping into here um, made me just love Highlight. So I was like, why not give it a shot? So I came on Sunday, and it was a great message that touched me because um, it was a good balance of teaching and preaching, and it was practical in ways, and it was biblical. So I love the way that um, Pastor Josh taught us um, during that Sunday, and I was hooked on from there.
0: I decided to join Flourishing Mentorship because I've always had a desire to um, help other women who may have gone through the challenges that I have gone through in my life.
1: I joined for the same reason I joined because I wanted to um, join other women who have been through similar experiences I have but who are also further along in their walk with Christ um, because i wasn't I was fairly new at that time, and I am still, but um, having a mentor uh, this season was absolutely um, a blessing. it was wonderful in the sense that um, I found the encouragement um, and, um, you know, just the love and, and that feeling of having someone there for me at all times, it didn't matter the time of day, it didn't matter what the situation would be, Miss um, Cheryl was just always there. Um, I just felt like I wasn't alone and, you know, she was just, she was that mama bear that I needed um, in every spiritual sense as well. Um, and so she gave me that motivation, and she kept me accountable. And um, you know, I was I felt very blessed.
0: Being a mentor for me was it was an awesome experience to be able to share my challenges, as well as hear you know another person's, and be able to you know bring the gospel into it to be able to share with them and walk with them in their spiritual journey as they attempt to move forward past these challenges
1: just to add to that as well i see flourishing um, you know just growing and expanding to the other 20 more campuses as well mm-hmm. you know like pastor says you know there's so much more and then there's so many other people that we you know can can touch and um And I just see it growing. I see, you know, um, a lot of women coming through those doors of highlights and, you know, having a life-changing experience for them. Um, And so
2: it's going to be huge.
0: Yes, you're ready to get your life changed.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We got exposed to light groups when we first moved to this area. We were recently married. We had no community. We knew no one in this area. And so we were just looking for a place to where we could build that community. So when we first came to Highlight, Light Groups were starting. And we decided to sign up, and we got plugged into a Light Group. And it changed everything. In this Light Group, people were going through the same issues we were. We didn't feel alone. We felt like we had people praying for us there in our corner with us. And we thought, you know, we always have to be part of a Light Group. and. Um, Two and a half years later, we've never not been part of a light group um, for every
4: semester. We couldn't even leave our first experience without getting signed up for a light group. (laughs) Before we walked out the doors, we were being asked, are you a part of a light group? Do you want to sign up for my light group? You guys should really join my light group. So shout out to the Rivera's for taking that step and for inviting us to a light group. For me, uh, being able to be in light groups initially has just been, like Catherine said, a great way to be able to have community. Um, But I also knew for me when we first joined light groups that it was an opportunity for me to be able to find ways to fine tune my leadership skills as well, to be able to find new ways to be able to kind of step into this mentoring role with other young men. And even as Catherine and I were newly married, other people who were seeking to be able to have relationships to pour into theirs.
2: Light groups, You know, participating is one thing, but leading was a whole nother thing. Um, I didn't even know that I could lead. I thought I would always (laughs) be a follower, always be a participant, but I was encouraged. I was poured into. And after being poured into for three semesters, I thought, okay, let's, let's take that step. And I've never regretted it as God has shown us how He can use us, how He can bless others through us. Um, I've learned that as long as you say yes to God, He can use you in incredible ways, so much more than you thought possible. He just needs your availability and He can do wonders through you.
4: Yeah, I mean, I know for me, I knew very early on that I wanted to be able to step up to be able to be a liker leader. I felt like that was my n- next natural step in my faith walk, especially being plugged in here at Highlight, where it's so important for us to be able to make sure we're not just, you know, growing in our own personal faith, but that we're bringing along others with us. Um, And being able to have more Light Group leaders allows us to be able to have more groups so that more people can be touched in this city. So for me, I knew I really had a burden to be able to be pouring into people. Uh, Even before Catherine started leading with me, uh, I was leading another men's group when I first started leading Light groups. So for me, that was a way to directly pour into the young men in this community as well.
2: We've learned you can't limit God. Um, You might have certain expectations, but you give something to God, He's going to grow it so much more so we've learned to expect lots Mm -hmm. to pray hard work as if it depends on us pray pray as if it depends on god and so we know that the sky is the limit just seeing how he's grown us personally how he's grown the people involved in the groups that we've been able to lead Um, we've seen so much breakthrough we've seen uh, just a lot of connection in community and we've seen a lot of healing. And we believe that God is going to do that and so much more for those who are able to go through light groups, um, whether it's personal um, or financial light groups.
4: Yeah, I I know for me, Being able to see groups like FPU and other groups that are similar in that sort of capacity, it shows the faith growth of not just our immediate leadership team but also of the people who are coming to this church and we're really looking for ways to be able to be engaged on specific topics. So as more people get engaged with things like FPU, I know that the level of impact we can make in this city and really in this entire area continues to increase over time. So I'm excited to be able to see what the future holds for groups like FPU, because I know this is where the real change is taking place. And we have these other groups for for folks to be able to get plugged into as well. We're building so many great relationships in this way.
0: Come on, we can do better than that. Amazing. Amazing stories and um, wow, I just, I'm, I'm willing to make this statement. And, and, and so if you take a notes, so I just think this is such a powerful statement, powerful thought. I believe that the best spiritual decision that anyone can make is the decision to give your life to Jesus. Yes. Yes. All right, that's the best spiritual decision. And you don't want to wait on that because you never know when, you, when your numbers call. So that's the best spiritual decision. The best practical decision in this life is to be planted in a healthy local church. Yes. That's the best practical decision that you can make in this life That's right. is to be planted. Yes. Not a visitor, yeah. not a faithful guest, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. But, but to be planted. And notice we, we said they're healthy, not perfect. Because so many of us get caught in that trap of, I haven't found my perfect place, the place, I haven't found the place. You're not going to find the place. Because if it was perfect, as soon as you walked in, you messed the whole deal up. We can clap about that. Yeah, you just messed it up. We were perfect until you walked in. Which means that we weren't perfect all along. So. Right. But, but you, you got to find it. And so people often ask me, Pastor, well, you know, I'm moving to Houston or I'm moving to California. What do you think about that? And it's my, my first response is, can I help you find a church, yeah. a healthy church? And um, let me give you three blessings of, of a healthy church, and then we're going we're gonna to go home. Okay, real quick. Go ahead and write this down. Number one, Community. Yeah. Amen. Community. Simply put, you were not created to do life alone. God showed that in the garden. He created Adam, then he created Eve. And it's always going to be relationships that get you over the hump. There are always going to be relationships that help you break through barriers. Um, Many a seasons I leaned into the relationships that God had brought into my life when I felt stuck. And it was those relationships that spoke faith into me. That gave me the word of God and that didn't allow me to sit on my potential. So you, you can't do life alone. You, you got you to gotta find a healthy church somewhere. Get into their groups environments. Get into their leadership development environments. Right. Pour your life into the church and, and build relationships because you, you weren't designed to do it alone. So community is a big blessing of a healthy local church. Number two is possibility. Correct. Amen. Yes. Possibility. Possibility—it's it's crazy how when you surround yourself with faith people, Correct. the things that you begin to dream of. I mean, uh, all those stories, all except Isaac, because he knew. You know, Isaac's awesome. He knew that his next natural step was. We love <laughs> Isaac, right? But most of us, we don't. We don't see that leadership potential in us. Right. We don't see the potential to impact the world. But like I've said, we've seen people go from not knowing the Lord to knowing him to to stepping out now they're discipling people now now you hear the stories all the time promotions at the job because God is entrusting them with more responsibility more influence and so you go from not knowing who you are Correct. now now you're you're a world changer and, and God said to the prophet Jeremiah he said I knew you before you were born right. Like before mom and dad got together, I knew you before you were born. I I, I set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. Jesus knew you before you were born. And so the environment that he puts you in in order to cultivate the possibilities of your life is a healthy local church. Some of y'all never knew you could be financially free until you got in the church. Some of you never knew you could live in purity until you got in the church. Some of you never knew you could lead until you got in the church. I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against. And when he's saying church, he's not talking about buildings. We used to meet in the middle school. Buildings don't matter. We meet here now. We're going to move on. What he's saying is I'm going to build each life brick by brick. And then the third thing, the biggest blessing is that your faith grows. Your faith grows. That is the inward ability to believe God for the impossible. That's what faith is. That grows. When you're rooted with people, when you're tied up, your roots are with their roots and you're flourishing. When you get around people who just think that anything is possible. Because here it is this is the big takeaway. You grow with God by growing with people. So good. You grow with God. By growing with people. We, we learn in rows. But we grow in circles. Right, 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 right. And, and some of you will say. Well I'm married. And my wife's a Christian. I'm a Christian. And that ain't enough. She get on your nerves. <laughs> he get on your nerves. On now. You need some men.
1: Come
0: on. Women. You need some women. Hashtag yes. flourishing. Yes. Come on. You You need. Come on now. Your faith. There have been many a seasons. This, this role right here has pushed me to just keep believing when I just wanted to quit. So you, got, you got to believe we're behind you, Pastor. We're holding up your arms. And you need friendships and relationships like that. They're going to hold you up and say, you're not quitting. Be strong. Be courageous. God, God has given you a promise.